Angie Nandang. I believe that sexual and gender-based violence is sustained by a culture of silence and the denial of the serious health consequences of abuse. This is why I'll be taking you on a ride into the deep dark world of the silent pandemic on silent voices. So, prepare for takeoff because your understanding to the deep dark world of SGBV starts now. A very good evening. Silent Voices is the program on J11.9 FM, your number one radio station. And uh, 6.34 minutes after, uh, 6.34 minutes already on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday evening. On Silent Voices tonight, we are turning the spotlight on an area where many young people, especially women, are being victimized every day here in Nigeria. Sex for grade is what I'm talking about. Last week, we started a conversation on this issue. And um, I really want to know, let's talk about this evil uh, practice going on in our tertiary institutions. Uh, let's know what the problem is. Have you ever been molested? Have you been harassed? Let me know that. And if you have not, have you heard stories? Um, have, were you able to report um, the problem to your school authority, what did they do about this issue? Let me hear your thoughts on this issue. But first up, we have a story. Last week, I shared a story, and we're still taking it this week. So take a listen. I am a 28-year-old girl who is yet to graduate from the university because of sexual harassment. I am currently writing a particular course at one of the popular schools in Plateau State, but my classmate graduated in 2017. The lecturer withheld my exam results for two semesters because I refused his sexual advances. This man noticed me during a class presentation. He singled me out and accused me of failing to attend all his classes. Even when my classmates confirmed that I am a regular student, he insisted I meet him in his office after the class. When I went to his office that day, he started accusing me of being an unserious student. And when I defended myself, he threatened to go and check my previous results. I guess he realized he cannot downgrade me after checking the results. Afterwards, he started harassing me in class and gradually I started failing his assignments and tests. I tried to report him, but it was clear nothing was going to be done. Some people felt I was only accusing him falsely. Some even told me outrightly that I am not sharp. While some said I should go and see him. So when I went to his office, all he said was that I am a dull student, that I need mentoring, that he will mentor me because it is his duty. That was how he started telling me how much he loves me. But when I said no, I failed his course that year. I came back the next year to write and still failed. 
Silent Voices is supported by the International Federation of Women Lawyers, FIDA, Plateau State, and Tearfund Nigeria. Well, that's our story this evening. And, um... Um, sexual harassment on campuses in Nigeria has gone on for decades unchecked. This issue became more prominent ever since the British Broadcasting Corporation, BBC, carried out a documentary captioned Sex for Grades on the cover inside Nigeria and uh, Ghanaian universities. And the question is, what is what are the factors that make it difficult to fight sexual harassment i really want to hear your thoughts this evening last week a lecturer was in the studio and he gave his own side well i was expecting a lot of students to call in but i didn't get uh, any student last last week so i'm expecting students this evening and parents to call in let me hear your thoughts tell me let's talk about what it looks like how it works what factors causes uh, cause uh, all this issue in our um, institution what factors permit this um, practice to happen what factors make it difficult to fight these practice and um, you can join us on facebook i dropped a comment i dropped the post so let me hear your thoughts facebook www.facebook.com slash jfm joss twitter instagram at jfm joss you can also call us on 090 556 or 090 984 well i have with me in the studio this evening i have two ladies on the decks on the table and i also have a gentleman hello my guest in the studio i have um, barista mariam shitu a legal practitioner from the international federation of women lawyers she was supposed to be on the show last week but uh, something happened so i also have um, mr luca pampe a lecturer with the plateau state polytechnic and i have mrs caroline Owazobe from Tearphone, Nigeria, uh, an SGBV and HIV project coordinator. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's a pleasure to be on the platform. Good evening. Good evening, listeners. Good evening. I'm so happy to have you here this evening because this is one issue uh, that a lot of people, especially students, are going through. As lecturers, it affects lecturers too. And I'm so glad you are here to help us with this issue. But the first question goes to you, uh, um, Mr. Pampey. We have been hearing lecturers and a lot of people defending lecturers, saying girls sometimes seduce men, I mean the lecturers, or rather offer sex in return for grades. Would you say it is, uh, what would you say are the loopholes in our tertiary uh, institutional system that trigger this behavior? Uh, well, uh, uh, once again, uh, let me say good evening. And it's also a pleasure to be on this platform. But of course, you know, most of the times, uh, uh, the mention of the profession itself uh, tend to put a little stinch, <laughs> you know, uh, on what it's all about. Uh, the stories that we've had uh, over time, even before uh, we became students and eventually graduated and became lecturers uh, in the true sense of it. And so we didn't just drop uh, from nowhere because coming uh, where we are at this point in time, uh, teaching other uh, younger ones uh, in the true sense of the word. Uh, but I think that clearly, uh, let me set the tone 
And I want to set it this way. Um, the general perception, uh, and I use the word perception carefully, uh, is that in the uh, tertiary institutions particularly, which is a scope of our discussion, usually you have these, uh, 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 you know, let me use understanding, a misunderstanding. Uh, there's likely going to be out of every uh, five girls, uh, one that is likely going to face a case of, uh, you know, harassment or what you can call sexual advancement uh, from either uh, a lecturer or, uh, you know, somebody within the four corners of that particular institution in the true sense of the word. And so having established that, you will discover that the mindset, as it were, uh, is that lecturers in tertiary institutions, which we have also seen evidences played themselves out, are the perpetrators of this particular act. Undeniably, you know, you can't just uh, uh, deny that uh, in the true sense of the word, because the objective of a student is to go to school, get her education, and then pass out. If she's unable to understand, the lecturer is also supposed to be a helper uh, in that context, to enable the student to acquire uh, whatever grades. What she does with her social life, within the context of her Friends and her cosmetics is not a concern of the lecturer or the school system uh, in the true sense of it. So you've asked about precipitating factors. One, and I'll tell you clearly, uh, is a general systemic decline in moral values, uh, which we cannot run away from it. And if you look at it from that perception, it will enable you to narrow it down. Uh, 30 minutes ago, a topic I was discussing in a class of about 40, I mean 400 students, uh, before a call came through from this studio reminding me about uh, this program. And of course, rightly or wrongly, the perception that is within that four corner of a classroom is also a result of the findings of a research, which also as a lecturer for almost 20 years in the tertiary institution, we've come to discover that these are some of the factors. Number one, the general decline in this moral value over time has also shown the way we find female students responding to their uh, learning process in the true sense of the word, exposing them to the vulnerability of being abused by these lecturers in the true sense of it. And I will give you an example. In some decades ago, you know, female students usually even have permanent seats in the library, for example. They scout for their marks. They, they are go-getters. They get their marks. We've had first class uh, female students in our tertiary institutions. But over time, we've also seen decline in this level of response by these students. Hardly do you find them going into the library. So it tells you clearly that there's a decline in the value in which the female student commit herself to her studies. So what would you say triggered mm. this uh, particular... Yeah, there are there are, there are evolving factors. Uh, take away the disturbances today, you know, uh, the internet, uh, you go to class, instead of getting the attention of students, uh, reading books and all that, you have the handsets, the Android phones, you find more students on their Android phones. Sometimes they hardly even listen to what you are saying <laughs> in the true sense of the word. So the point I'm trying to make is that there's a decline in the self-value of the female student over a long period of time. You find very few of of them working out to get their grades in the true sense of it. And so when you separate the two, to do justice to those who read, you find those who don't read becoming so vulnerable to uh, some of these lecturers. And when they make advances, it's easier for them to fall because they are also looking for something, you know, from these lecturers in the true sense of it. Okay, I have mm. a question from that. That's well, right. Let me go, let me ask um, uh, my 
Yeah. Ladies in the studio, I, I'm sure. Would you mm. agree that it's the fault? Let me hear from you, um, Caroline. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for the opportunity. I do not agree with that. I think deeply rooted in their context is gender inequality. Females are being seen as things or second-class citizens, and then we have the issue of power imbalance. There's this power imbalance playing out. The lecturer is there. He has the power. At that point, he's more powerful, whether we like it or not. And because most times when people have little power, they abuse it. So because I have this power, I am a man. And of course, we all know that men naturally have the power. And this is a lecturer, more power. And this is a student, less power. And it's even a female, lesser power, more vulnerable. So I think it has to do with issues of power imbalances. Because I know that looking at level of um, students committing to school is not just the female students. If the decline is both female and males. And I also know that there are so many females and male students that are still having first class. With the little experience I've had with my work, I know it's the issue of um, power, taking advantage, and then these students do not speak out. Because who do they report to? Authorities. Who are those in the authorities? Men. So it's, it's making them more vulnerable. And so they keep quiet. They threaten them. You know, they keep quiet and they just bear it. And it, it continues to happen because we are keeping quiet and we are taking it. Okay. Um, uh, Barista Shitu, let me hear the legal uh, implication of sexual harassment. Um, good evening, listeners. Well, as we all are aware that any sexual advances that has been persisting for long and then it has been established that such advances have already made somebody become either to accept or to reject in order to because that person is afraid or is scared of something. Like for instance, just like we have said, the issue I'm discussing is all about uh, that has to do with the tertiary institutions mm, sure. whereby, yes, we talk about sex for great, whereby a student has been let's use the word like you have said, sexually harassed, which is an intimidation that is said to demean a particular person, which also humiliates as well as also degrade that person to the extent that you have no option but to accept such advances, whether you like it or not, because your acceptance or rejections of such moves are just like a lifeline to what you are there to get. Because sexual harassment does not only happen in tertiary institutions, even mm -hmm. at workplace. Mm -hmm. You know, where the men, just like uh, we, like my sister said, we live in a patriarchal society whereby the men are always in church. So that's why the issue of the women who are vulnerable, they are always almost the victims. So Section 46 of the Violence Against Persons Prohibitions Act specifically criminalizes and defines such move as any other conduct or any other act by any other person meant to demean or to humiliate or to make somebody submit to a particular advances which has been persistent for long and it causes a fear for submit and then the students or the person that is a victim must have to submit to such advances. And then accepting or failure to accept or when you decide to reject, it will affect your academic status or it will affect your work. It I like take for instance whereby a woman has worked to get to the rank of a director, but then a certain boss said like now if you want us to make you a director, you must accept what's that maybe to come in, have a good time with me, and then when we have it, that will be just like a lifeline to her. When she, she naturally she wants to be promoted 
to a higher rank than the one she is. So naturally, she might choose to submit. So if she submit to that, you see, it is out of her own will. It is for fear of intimidation. Sometimes people also fear to lose the job. Sometimes mm -hmm. like the students, you know, just like my brother here said, the goal and the aim of any students in any particular institution is to just have good grades and then graduate from that school. And then when such thing is at stake, like take for instance the case study of this girl that was said, a certain lecturer noticed her in a, in a class, yes, mm -hmm. in, a uh, in one particular tertiary institution, mm -hmm. and then he noticed her and then called her attention. He first of all started saying that he was supposed to be her mentor, mm -hmm. which is not, uh, that was where I also agree with my brother, it is due to an ethical decadence or moral decadence. We'll come to yes, that. Okay. We'll come to that. So now, mm. we, because that girl has no options, because she, she virtually is uh, is is not strong. We are going to discuss to how mm. we are supposed to help this girl. Oh. But first up, I did a research uh, last week. Um, I asked a few students what they know and what they think about sex, um, sexual harassment in their schools. So I got a few um, stories, but this particular one struck me. Please take a listen. I've actually been, would I say, victim of that, but it's been years ago. I took this elective course from another department and I didn't submit on time. And then when I went to submit the next day, he had actually approached me before, but I didn't know he was a lecturer. So I just blown him off because I thought he was like a student. Oh, sorry, I don't want to talk to you. That's what I said. And then I think he felt offended. And then I went to submit and then he wasn't my direct lecturer, actually. He was the HOD of the department at the time. And then as I was trying to submit to my, act, my lecturer, he now said, don't collect that assignment. And I'm like, hmm? And I turned and I saw that he was the person I blew off like a week ago or something. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. She's like, she's disrespectful, she's rude. And I tried to explain myself that I was not in a good state of mind at the time. And I'm really sorry that um, I spoke to him that way. I didn't know he felt offended. And I said that that's fine, that. But my lecturer shouldn't collect my assignments that day. I should come the next week. He kept on posting me and posting me until he never said, asking for my number and my room number. And I'm like, sorry. I'm I just had to, well... I called my mom and then she told me to be subtle about so my parents are in here so she couldn't really do anything she just told me the best approach to use and i did and then eventually i was able to submit and it just went like that hi everyone my name is musa ashams you're listening to silent voices with nanji the program that is against child abuse domestic violence rape and all other nefarious acts do not abuse somebody's child yours too can be abused trust nanji with your issues in case you are facing any of these issues silent voices will address them That's the one, that's the particular um, experience stroke me last week when I uh, got this from this girl. I was wondering, I kept wondering why she does not have the right to say, no, I don't want to talk to you. And he said she's a rude girl. When she met, the, when, when she was about submitting her assignment, it, it's kind of funny because she, we all have the freedom. You would agree with me, Barista, that we have the freedom. Say no. Yes. Of course, of course. But, but she said, he, he said her lecturer shouldn't accept her, 
her assignment because she refused him the other day. And she called her rude. Well, I will talk more about this. But first up, let's talk about uh, a big shout out to Emmanuel Paul Azi, a good friend who told me something. He said a lecturer should be 5 to 10% sensitive ahead of a student that is offering sex in return for grade. This is saying, this is to say that the onion, the, 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 the crime should be on the man, the, the let me take that again. The man should be the one to say no because he is more uh, sensitive. He mm. is smarter than the student in this case. If we're mm. saying students are offering... So, um, Mrs. Caroline, yes. let's talk about why it is important for people, especially the person on the other side of the table, mm -hmm. either the student or the lecturer. Why is it important for them to say no? Yes, it is important for you to mm. say no because... Um, it is wrong. Now, looking at this scenario, um, this lecturer versus students, the lecturer has more power, he has something, and most times how it plays out is that the perpetrators always have something that the victims would want, would want. It is always like that. And so because I have something that you want, I now use it. So I'm more powerful, I now use it, you know, to, as, 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 as a bait, you know, to, uh, to make you do what something in exchange. So they need to speak out because if we don't speak out, it will continue. And it is happening and people are not speaking out. Why are people not speaking out? There's even the issue of stigma. Now, it might even interest you to know that even in the schools, the male lecturer also harass the female lecturers. Hmm. Yes, it's hmm. even beyond students. There's even the female lecturers being harassed when they're supposed to be promoted, when they have things. They'll say, no, no, you're a female, this, that. Okay, if you're able to do this, you know, it also happens to the female lecturers. But we're not talking about it because um, there's this issue of stigma, people of shame, people are, you know, when you talk about it, people look at you and say, oh, I mean, uh, what's there? Everyone is doing it. So you do it and you get what you want. So it's happening and there's people are not talking about it. And that is what we are saying. People should speak out. Okay. Yes. Um, Mr. Pampe, hmm. let's talk about uh, how, because from the story I played earlier, she said she has written this um, exam. That's right. Mination twice. Hmm. And she's currently writing it again that's right how many times is a student supposed to write a course before the school can take action or rather investigate the problem how many times is well school uh, well I, I don't know if the case is actually reported and the facts established uh, mm -hmm. as far as that is concerned or the lady is just paying for uh, what she shouldn't have been paying for <laughs> you know on account of uh, being silent uh, over the matter in the true sense of the word uh, but we know uh, for facts institutions have different uh, systems <laughs> as it is uh, for some institutions depending on the level <laughs> that the student is writing that particular carryover it is usually 
Kigali uh, one second time and that is it. Uh, you know, no more uh, in the true sense of it. There are other institutions, again, that depending on the level that the student is, it is also carried to another level until the person is able to clear. But if it is a graduating student <laughs> in the true sense of it, and you take other institutions, you discover that she writes for the first time, the second time, and then that, that is all. But I don't think that that is the crux of the matter. The issue is about whether the case has actually been reported to the appropriate quarter mm -hmm. uh, for intervention, uh, you know, so in the true sense of it. it be reported before the school can, a student, mm -hmm. a particular student, mm -hmm. is writing the same That's right. course. Of course, it's, it's, not a just, it's not a justification for the exams board to identify that particular student because students in tertiary institutions have different reasons why courses are felt <laughs> in the true sense of it. So I can, on account of the fact that the same female is writing carryover over and above and then the exams board decide to say oh, come on, there is something that is wrong. You, you know, and this is the value of this program, is so to be able to educate is to educate, yes, is to educate people to come out. I can tell you, there are female students that are dull, not because uh, on account of the fact that somebody is harassing them. <laughs> you understand? And they are failing. Let's not get it wrong. No, Let's not case, say, I'm yes, exactly, exactly. She's sharp. Very well. She's a sharp student, as it were. It depends on the scores that the lecturer is presenting. You can't present to me a 60 over 60 on exams, or and 40 over 40 on coursework, isn't it? And in exams, expect me not to pass that particular student, even I'm on the exams board. So it's what the lecturer is presenting. Perhaps she is passing her courses, but he's not giving her her course as expected. So it is expected that such students are to take up the matter. First time, of course, you know your performance. And that is why from the beginning, I talk about the vulnerability. Don't create the room as it were. In as much as you expect the lecturer to think five times ahead of the female student, it is also the onion of the brilliant student as a female student to also think beyond that. We have said it, that there is issue of power play between the two. Yes, I agree that there is a power play, but let's not create the vulnerability conditions for this thing. That when your case is taken, either to the, the, uh, uh, the, the female lawyers, Federation of Female Lawyers, or even to her organization, you should be able to stand on the ground that presents you appropriately in dealing with that particular matter. So it is also incumbent on you. If he has powers around the four corners of the classroom and the campus and the tertiary institution, he does not have powers outside the gate of that particular institution. And this is why it has become so important that issues like these are being discussed for the purpose of enlightenment. I know of a fact I have met many students that are dying in silence. Many of them. Very good students that are dying in silence. But the point I'm trying to make is that let's not create the vulnerability conditions. Do your own part. Do your own due diligence in the true sense of it. Thank you so much for that. Uh, more on Silent Voices. Nanji Nandang is my name. Stay tuned. This is JFM 101.9. Silent Voices is supported by the International Federation of Women Lawyers, FIDA, Plateau State, and Tearfund Nigeria. Well, welcome back. Silent Voices is the program with your 
girl Nanji Nandang and so far I have been talking with uh, Barista Mariam Shitu, a legal practitioner and I have Mr. Luca Pampe, a lecturer with the Plateau State Un um, Polytechnic. I have Mrs. Caroline Onwazobe from Tiafon, Nigeria. So far we have been spilling it all on sex for grades. So you can join us uh, on Facebook Twitter and Instagram www.facebook.com slash jfmjoss uh, Twitter at jfmjoss You can also call us on 090-5566-6699 or 090-9884-8848 Yes, the phone lines are open. Let me hear from you. Let me know what you know about sex for grade and also parents should participate. I'm expecting a lot of students to call in. We have our first caller. Hello, good evening. Hello. Hello, good evening, my able presenter. Good evening. Your name and where you're yeah. coming from? Okay, my name is uh, Guam Ladas. I'm calling you from Jeff. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, I want to salute your guest, I mean, uh, the boss of all the bosses, uh, in person of the people's professor, Mr. Luca Pampe. Mm -hmm. He's actually doing well to the topic, and the other guests in the house. Um, what I wanted to contribute here is that um, it should be told most of uh, the ladies we have especially those ones in the high institutions some of them I have to put the blame on them anyway because um, some uh, are of you them a student not, uh, before so, <laughs> sorry yeah, sorry, yeah okay, I'm a student. a student I'm currently a student with the Federal University of Just okay go ahead yeah okay Um, most of these students have a uh, issue with uh, moral upbringing to be kind and honest you know, some people, some of them tend to dress in such a way that their dressing is not modest. And then for us, even as students, we just get to overlook so, some of these uh, would things. would you say it's enough reason? It's enough reason yeah, for... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just even enough reason. It's more than enough reason for one. It's, it's a kind of... It's so, a you, what you're saying is sex for grades okay? is... Uh, it's, um, it's, nah. it's appropriate. It should be practiced. Nah, come on. I'm not saying, I'm not saying sex for greed is appropriate. So but what are you saying? saying? Let me get your the, point. The, the, all right. My point here is that most of these ladies are the ones now, some of them, most of us have been in school for long. You know, some of them are the ones that will be coming close to all these lecturers, you know, in terms in looking for some sort of favors. And then some of these lecturers tend to take ex uh, advantage of such situations so Not it's enough anyway. reason for then the lecturers to take side. advantage of this exactly it's That's completely not saying. appropriate and then yeah the lecturers in turn sometimes you know maybe because of their lack of the fear of god will then you know take advantage of such situations did you hear but the story i shared this evening did you hear the story Sorry? i shared this evening yeah, sure. I heard most of it. I thought okay, I, so I was will you uh, say? online during this. Okay. 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 It's all right. Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate your comments this evening. Oh, Mrs. Caroline, I saw you waving. <laughs> That's always the problem. We leave the perpetrator and we begin to blame the victim. Yes, she's been raped. She's been harassed because of how she's dressed. Now, if the daughter of, um, let's say, the governor of the president dresses that way, I tell you, it will never happen to her. Why? 
because true. she's powerful. Very true. Yes. So it's, it has nothing to do with dressing. Come to think of it, even some of the guys, some of the guys also dress and entice the girls, of course. So we shouldn't look take dressing as a yardstick or as a reason to harass or to rape. It is wrong. People that want to rape, people that harass, is is what about the children? Let's not go there this <laughs> evening. Let me take more calls. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name and where you're calling from. My name is AJ. I'm calling from Pida. Okay, your name. I, I'm sorry, are you a student? No, I'm not a student. But you were I a student. Okay. I was a student. Uh-huh. Let's hear you. Before I carry on, please, I would want to um, disagree with the last caller about saying that the dressing of thank you. The students actually. Sorry? Yeah, thank you. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. He like it is more like he's saying because I leave my car open and my keys are in the car, mm-hmm. that justifies why you should steal my car, run away, and that doesn't make it theft. Thank and you. And again, mm-hmm. uh, again, again, I think we can hear you. Go ahead. Hello, are you there? Oh, do well to call us back if you can, 90 or 90 Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Your name and where you're calling from? Okay, my name is John. I'm calling from Lamingo. Okay, John, go ahead. Are you a student? I'm a student okay. and a lecturer at the same time. Interesting. Let's hear you. So, so I fell in between the two. Okay, go ahead. I'm a student of University of Jobs and I teach in a medical school. Okay, go ahead. We're listening. Um, you see, morality, let's underline that word first. Then upbringing. Okay? Hmm. I don't want to take any side. Like I said, told you, somebody might look brilliant. I tell even some of us at school, there are some courses that if you don't want to take the lecture, they will read, read the handout. If you see the common sense, you can answer some questions. You might be so intelligent that it's a course that will be a bone on your throat. Let's call it fade, it's fade, okay? So, a lady might look intelligent, definitely she might have deficiencies somewhere. That one makes us human beings. Not justifying why she can't pass a particular course. But the issue of sex for play. But you know, we, you all, have, we all have our weakness, right? Yeah. We yes. all have I'm our deficiencies. I'm thinking of somewhere that some of us have not been to. Okay. The issue of parents taking their children to, to mm. passing centers, okay? Mm. Some parents will take their children to passing centers to see some children coming to school with good grades. But when it comes to practical time to defend them, they can't do anything. You see a student will tell you that she has A in biology. You take her to a demonstration lab, or she has A in physics or chemistry. You tell her to look into, into a, 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 a telescope. Or a, 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 she can't even do anything, and she tells you that she went to a, 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 a she's a science student and she can't do anything under the microscope. You understand? Mm. So 
the student might be very good. The student might look brilliant with a brilliant result, but he can't defend it. And if you sit for a paper once and sit for a paper twice, you didn't pass it, does not mean that that lecturer is bad to you. Thank on you very much. Side, on the other side, there are some lecturers that are bad, that they ask for sex for mark or sex for grade. And bet you me, if you want to report some lecturer, there's one called professionalism. The military is called Esprit de Corps. You might report a lecturer and they are all the same. Okay. If you are not careful, you report a lecturer and you end up being a victim at the same time. So in some things, you just have to be careful before you leave. How, how okay, careful you can you say we should be? Okay, careful in the sense that, as well as I should say earlier, if you're sure of yourself of what you wrote, and you feel like a lecturer is harassing you, you know in this country, to get justice, you need good evidence. Mm. If you don't go with tape or whether a camera or something to record, or you have a witness to testify that a lecturer harassed you, a lecturer has you possessed for great, you might take a verbal complaint and my dear sister, you might not come out of it. So Thank you, you so much for, for your contribution. Thank you. We appreciate your contribution this evening. On Facebook, Stevens Ashon says, I think some of the factors are people are based uh, their lives on sex, sex. All they talk uh, all they talk about evolve around sex. People need to know that life is not a, all about sex. We need to change our narrative about sex. The better our society, it will get better. Um, that's my take. Oh, thank you, Ashams. We appreciate you for that. MC Eyewitness says, Good evening, presenter. Lack of justice to the victim. We can fight sexual harassment when serious punishment is given to anyone caught harassing anybody sexually. Love, JFM. I will ask you, Barista, what, um, what is the, uh, would I say, prosecution? What is the, um, what's it punishment. called? Punishment. Punishment, sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. What is the punishment for sexually harassing a student? Well, Section 46, sub, uh, Subsection 1 of the Violence Against Persons Prohibitions Act, which is a codified comprehensive piece of legislation that said to protect all persons against all uh, sort of violence and sexual harassment inclusive. So subsection 1 says that any person that commits such act of sexual harassment, which is just like we have mentioned, any intimidation of any kind that said to humiliate or that said to demean any other person or create an environment that make that person to become so fearful or to become so vulnerable to the extent that you submit to such overtures without because you do not have a choice. They say any person that is guilty of that or has done that has committed an offense or felony and which uh, the punishment is three years imprisonment or more depending on the severity of the cases. If there are overwhelming evidences to show that really that sexual harassment has taken place. So just like the, what the caller has said we need to be more uh, serious about it. We need to find more evidences to prove that such things have happened. Because it should be one of the ingredients is that it should be persistent. It can be implicit and it can it can be ex, uh, ex, uh, it can be implicit and it can be also implied in the sense that somebody can come out directly, just like the first in the first instance, he told her that he wanted to be a mentor to her. Mm. So uh, we all need mentors. We all need mentorship. We need someone to look up to. So that was why in the first place she became so comfortable. And then on the long run, when he saw that she was comfortable with him, he now came out playing to show this is what he wanted to do with her. 
So now the law frowns at that and then it has been criminalized under Section 46 and other okay. relevant laws on the plateau. Okay, uh, it is you. a good thing that on the plateau we have the verb law has been passed into law and then we have the gender equal opportunity law, which is also law said to protect women. I'm sorry, but I know sexual harassment is not all about women. But it's just like because women are vulnerable, vulnerable. so we always tend to look at it uh, through the woman's eye, mm. uh, so, so to say. So I know whether there are boys or do I say men or whether they are also vulnerable to such acts because mm -hmm. it could so happen to anyone. Taking up into the cognizance of the fact that we have homosexuality and then we have other things like that. So in this case, just according to uh, Section 1 of the Violence Against Persons Prohibitions Act, not only a man now could commit an offense of rape or sexual harassment because it said that any other person that use any other persons, that is when it try to uh, define the act of rape. Any other person that try to pass a penetration, either the use of his uh, body organ or any other person through an opening in any person's body, he has said to commit an offense of rape. I'm just giving a reference. I understand. Yes, to, that sexual mm -hmm. harassment could also be termed as that because they are all sexually related offenses. Okay. So, a man could also be victim, be victim. of sexual okay. harassment. Let's take this call. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, are you there? Hello. Good evening. Your name and where you're calling Hello. from? This is Jacqueline talking. Okay, you have 30 seconds. Let's hear you. Yes, what I want to say is simple. You see, the world today has become technologically advanced. So, like all those girls talking, the best they can do is at least have a camera, record everything, and that it will save you. But you just want to go and present, make sure there's not that that you present that will solve your case. So, record everything, take it, and save yourself from all okay. those years you spend and all those. And then the rascal will even be arrested. Thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. On Facebook, we have Tiga Muleng who says, Lack of justice. If, per, if a person uh, is punished for such crime, others will be afraid to even imagine it. Today, the rapist is celebrated as the hero and a conqueror. The society doesn't even believe the victim. Mm. Uh, we have uh, Olua Tobi. He says, male students, we we did here too. Uh, to be honest, the heart of every matter remains a matter of the heart. If we pre okay, if we procure solution here, variant modes and settings will always come. People should speak up, awareness all over, and laws should be enforced. Thank you so much. We appreciate your comments. Uh, Felix Bale says, uh, good evening, JFM. Lecturers have uh, power over the students. Let justice remain and stop sexual harassment in our schools. Love your show. Love you all. Love JFM. We love you too. Thank you. Uh, Dalong Wal Mual says, Mwale says, good evening, Nanji. To me, the primary factor that makes fighting sexual harassment difficult is increase in negative social morals, negative form of westernization and socialization in the school and the society at large. Thank you for your comment. We have 
Jeremiah Christopher who says, Good evening with the good work you are doing well. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yabo Johanna says, A movie I watch and will recommend to be watched um, is Citation. The movie portrays the possible ways out for today's topic discussion. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, keep the comments coming. www.facebook.com slash JFMJOS. Twitter and Instagram at JFMJOS. Hello, good evening. Yes, let's hear you. Your name and where. Can you turn down the volume of your radio set? Okay. We're still. Turn it down. Okay, go ahead. Yes, we can hear you now. My name is Tony from Okay, are you a student? Yes, I'm a student. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. There's something I want to wish Iron out from all your conversations about the education that are strong. That's our leader in the school. Some of them, because of their active power, they lose their power to specialize in just in the school. Why should we understand that yes, some of the schools, some of the girls don't attend class at all? At night, they are at the club. In the days in which they are supposed to be in the class, they are sleeping. And some of them, they wait to be lecturers just because they want to pass their paper. And those who are reading, directly reading, to make sure that they pass their paper because they know what their parents went through before bringing them to school. The lecturers use the advantage of that because their marks are okay. So they prefer punishing them because they can see gifts on their people and at the same time use the gifts also. I have a friend, a senior friend in my class, that uh, electrical engineering class. Mm. That year was abused by teacher. She's my friend. At least we do stand and we chat and we discuss a lot of things. You, you have 30 seconds. Can you just okay. summarize? So, what I'm trying to say is that there's a way of punishing these lecturers because the girls are, are very scared of reporting lecturers. And yet, because while the lecturers are threatening them, most of the time you will hear that the lady was passing by and she was killed because why? She was threatening the lecturers. Okay. And for them to come and report a lecturer is another case because they know that what will follow will not be too good. Very true. They, are, they, are, they are doing withdrawals from the school so they will come and write again. Mm. Or they use opportunity of creating any kind of excuse. You are, you say she, has, she has right at least three papers which I know of. And the lecturer tells her. Tell her because they have process and give it, she refused to give it to me because I also encourage her not to give it out. Hmm. Oh, thank you so much for your contribution. because whatever they do, they get it and nobody will do anything about it. If there's a kind of a law that they will put there, the woman rights should take charge of all those things and let the girls come out to speak for themselves. At least I will appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. Very true. Very true. Their life 
Very true. Thank you so much for your contribution. We appreciate that. On Facebook, we have Deshi Desmond Fuangs, who says, it is unfair to hear such things still exist in the institution again and again. I think what causes all this uh, lack of proper laws uh, to punish such perpetrators? If others are punished, uh, that will serve as a detriment to anyone intending to do such human uh, inhuman act the students on the other hand always give in because they can't make it up to their grades lecturers as well also have to be blamed because they always frustrate those that doesn't do, do not give uh, to such activities lots okay thank you so much a lot needs to be done we appreciate you folks let's take more calls hello good evening Hello. Hello. Yes. Good evening. Your name. You have 30 minutes. Your name and where you're calling 30 from. Seconds. 30 seconds. I mean. <laughs> oh, do well to call us back when you're ready to talk. Zero nine zero five five six six nine nine. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, Naji and the guest. This Thank is Deshu Sotila Junction. Okay. Go ahead. I think we just have to balance everything because those of us who have been students before, we know very well that they are lecturers. They are lecturers who are always ready to pray over some honorable students. We know very well that there are lecturers who don't want to see anything in scared. We know very well that there are lecturers who take advantage of certain persons mm-hmm. who just want to, I mean, uh, I mean when they certain guests in, in the class, they just take notice of them and, and want to pray over them. Well, as Mr. Papi said as well, don't put yourself in that condition. You know, that will make this person that is looking for an opportunity to take advantage of you. For example, before I went to school, I've always said to myself, I, I would not want to, you know, fall into a kind of situation where I will go a bit and try to say, sir, I'm sorry, I missed your test. I missed your assignment. You know, those kind of things. But there was a time when I was in that class, when something happened to me, and I fell into the hand of the lecturer. It was difficult. I thought, oh, this is what I was running for, for, uh, from. But, it's a situation where you are a lady and you do what these lecturers will always do. So, and yet, you will, you, you, you will miss the assignments, you will never want to uh, you know, write a test, you go to the lecturer and say, ah, ask for a makeup test. You know that you are putting yourself in a very vulnerable position for this man. My wife is a student at, at, at the moment, and we've discussed this at home. Okay. She will always do her best, because she knows very well that even, even when she was in school before now, she went through hell in that of all lecturers, but she didn't give it. So when she returned to school again, we discussed that, that she would never put herself in a situation or in a position where someone would want to take advantage of her. Mm-hmm. So our young ladies, some of them always want to make advances to the young, young lecturers. I mean, ladies, Thank I mean, you. in a situation where, because you have seen a uh, young lecturer in the class, mm-hmm. you want to, or in the faculty or in the department, you want to take advantage, you want to make yourself vulnerable. Or you want to that thirty minutes. Uh, I mean, it's very, sentences. very true. So what we, oh. we need to balance the equation. Okay, you as you. a uh, as a student, do your part so that you don't you don't so that somebody don't pray over you. And as a lecturer, too, be careful because these lecturers will never want to indict themselves because what do they do? These professionals they protect themselves. Thank they you so much. Talk. I'll have to cut you off so that others can talk too. Hello, I good know. evening. You have thirty Hello. seconds. Good evening, man. Good evening. Your name and where you're calling from? Yes, on the phone. I'm not sure. Okay, go ahead. You have 30 seconds, please. Um, please, we shouldn't just concentrate on lecturing, molesting the female, 
least, at least, if um, events that females want address anyhow, at least we should at least tackle, tackle that to it. Shouldn't just focus on lecturers are doing or lecturers are doing. Are you a student or a lecturer? So that the students them, themselves should should have some more because the the vulnerability is is already there. You okay. understand? Thank so you. We that appreciate. Be very very careful of of, of the you. kind of environment they are. Okay, we appreciate your comment. Let me take your thoughts on the story. What will you advise these students to do? Let me start with you, <laughs> and we'll get to you. Okay. Um, I think the students should not keep quiet. They should talk about it. I'm sure in every school there are um, levels of um, where they could report. Um, and just like the barrister said, they should also have their evidence, um, and then they should talk about it also with their parents and their guidance, and also the fellow students will also give support. You know, when we talk about it, when we challenge this, and when we don't allow it to happen, when we see people being punished, it will stop. But when we don't talk about it, you know, most times they are threatened, most times they are intimidated, you know, they keep quiet, it continues. Okay. Yeah. Let me hear from you, Mr. Pampe. Uh, well, I think two things are featured uh, from the beginning of this program to now, and uh, it's fundamental that we re-echo so that we don't lose the point uh, in the true sense of it. Uh, the discussion is not about morality and immorality or between paradise and hell, mm-hmm. <laughs> as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's about sex for great, because we've also seen lecturers who live happily uh, in holy matrimony with students uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Let's not lose that uh, focus. If you take it from that general perspective, uh, you would miss the point. We're talking about sex for great. Uh, that a lecturer frustrates a student on account of the fact that sex is used as a bargaining power. Uh, let's not miss that. So two things are featured. One of the things that are featured is the vulnerability, which I mentioned initially. Clear your table. Make sure that you don't expose yourself as being vulnerable, you know, to all this. And that is what a lot of these scholars have also said. Be, don't be caught on the side of, uh, uh, you know, being vulnerable as far as the issues are concerned. The second thing for me, which has also precipitated in the course of this discussion, uh, is the issue of reporting. Uh, law makes no sense uh, at the end of the day. If, again, the procedures uh, for reporting and all that are not also factored into the entire thing. And you have internal reporting and external reporting. And the internal reporting, in my own candid advice, may not hold a lot of water because you can't report Caesar to Caesar mm. <laughs> in the true sense of the word, uh, in the true sense of it. And so if the internal reporting uh, is the one that you are reporting Caesar to Caesar and the judge is a judge in his own case, then you would find natural justice. So you explore the external reporting system. And that's where you have these, my sisters here, who are also there to listen to you and to also provide the kind of advice that will be able to uh, enhance the, you know, resolution around the areas in the true sense of it. Okay, thank yes. you. Very star. Okay, now, you see, from the callers, they are all spoken about lack of laws or justice. But do people come to justice? Just like my sister has said, speaking out is one of the fundamental, is one of the keys to receiving justice. But when you choose to die in silence, you don't speak out, you don't go to the law authorities, 
you know, you just have to go and get help because nobody will come to you. Just like he has said, there are two channels to report. It could be external, which could be it could be external, and it could be internal. If it is internal, that you have said, you cannot report Caesar to Caesar because who is there is going to be the judge. That's Maybe right. he's going to even be the person that is has committed such acts. So we have other channels. You can go to Human Rights. You can come to FIDA. You can go to other sister organizations. You could speak to them, and they provide justice for you because justice is there and justice is meant to be served. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, if you just tune in, <laughs> Silent Voices is the program with Nanjin Nandang on J11.9 FM. And if you um, just tune in, you have missed a lot. So the, you can join us, you can get our podcast on any of the podcast platforms and you can also send me your story via silent voices with nanji at gmail.com you can send me a text to report any sgbv issue on 090 well you've heard it all speak up we have people that are willing to fight for you so do not forget to speak up tell everyone tell your parents report to bigger organizations who are willing to fight for you and we have them here they have said they are willing so do not die in silence silence well i will give a big thumb i appreciate my producer this evening jennifer okoye a big thumbs up shout out to you i appreciate everything you've done for me this evening nanji nandang is my name and good evening Silent Voices is supported by the International Federation of Women Lawyers, FIDA, Plateau State, and Tearfund Nigeria. You've been listening to Silent Voices. You can follow Silent Voices with Nanji on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You, you can also share your story via Silent Voices with Nanji at gmail.com. Join me next week for another powerful conversation. Thanks for listening.